Leah, I know how much you love spending time with the Lord throughout the day. Talk to me about the scene when you're spending time with the Lord. Yes, so my morning, I wake up, I hit brew on my coffee, and then the next thing I do is I light my candles. It sets a whole morning vibe for me. Mm, talk to me about the, the candle that you're loving right so now. So right now I'm digging this Spirit and Truth candle that is sunflower. It has a whole like summer to fall scent to it. I love it. Mm. And I love that Spirit and Truth candles each are created with a biblical attribute or truth with an accompanying scripture. Sunflower is gentleness and I'm just digging it. But I love even more that each one of these candles is made at home, poured in small batches with care and prayer in each candle they make. Oh man, so listen ladies, if you love candles as much as we do, check out Spirit and Truth Company at spiritandtruthco.com or you can find them on their IG handle at Spirit and Truth Candle Co. And right now you can purchase with the promo code TUCW, which gives you 15% off. So enjoy your candles, y'all. Ladies, welcome to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashiba Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This is season four. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiba? Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. What's up and welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman. We are here today with the final installment of our series. Genesis 10 and 11. Genesis 10 and 11 in the beginning series, um, the story of God and the world. And um, we are so thankful that we've been able to journey through this. We have grown in our understanding of who God is and um, who we are in light of him, as well as like just the the whole historical narrative account and the richness that it has um, added to our faith and to our formation as uh, women of the cross. So we're in Genesis 10 and 11 today, and um, we're we're closing it out. This is the the last account um, of uh, the story of God in the world. And uh, leans into um, this part of the narrative um, where the table of the nations is this collection of 70 ethnic descendants, all from Noah. They're interwoven into this genealogical history um, and this narrative of the Tower of Babel. When God diversifies the languages of all the ethnicities, which stopped their plan of building a tower to reach God and instead scattered them throughout the earth. So right at the top, we're going to see in Genesis 10 that it is what what I like to call your form of Ancestry.com. It's the family record yeah. of Noah and his sons. And I love the fact that like it's going to be, a, it, it zeroes in on this family and is going to, by the time we get to the end, these, these sons... And one specific son is now going to propel 
the narrative of the seed through Abraham. So in Genesis 10, we, we're going to just see this family rec record of Noah's sons. And then in Genesis 11, in the Tower of Babel, we'll see the Tower of Babel and the genealogy from Shem to Abraham. Leah, talk to us about um, the takeaway for Genesis 10 and 11. I'm like, I'm going to take it from here so your voice can rest. <laughs> Ladies, we are in our frailty. <laughs> Finishing out. Half of the problem is, let me tell y'all before we jumped on this whole podcast, we were having church, and that's the problem. <laughs> we were into another series that we're, that's coming down the pipeline. Coming down the pipeline. And we were having church, and now I'm hoarse. So, see, I got to rest my voice, but yeah. go ahead and talk about this takeaway. Yes. Um, God is sovereign, okay? That's mm -hmm. our takeaway. <laughs> that God is sovereign. God is sovereign over the whole earth, He's over right. all the people of the earth, mm -hmm. because he made the people of the earth, and mm -hmm. he created them for a plan that will not be stopped, that will not be thwarted, Come and that through. will not be co-opted. And so when we see Genesis 10 and 11, like, when we see it playing out, what we actually see is uh, the people of the earth with their own plan and agenda that is contrary to God's plan and agenda. Mm. And God is sovereign even over that to say, no, no, I have a purpose and I have a plan for mm -hmm. all the people of the earth, for mm -hmm. my creation, mm -hmm. and nothing that happens will stop God's plan. Ever. So that ever, <laughs> ever, 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 ever. <laughs> so that's where we're at. And that's our key takeaway and so as we look at the key players in this, in these two chapters, we have God uh, is obviously the main character, Noah, Japheth and his descendants, Shem and his descendants, Ham and his descendants. And then a couple of those descendants that stand out, Nimrod, Peleg, Terah, and we end the final uh little leg of this genealogy in Genesis 11 with Abram. Yeah, and I hope yeah, I hope you guys had an opportunity to see this. I uh, I I don't know if we necessarily mentioned this in chapter 7, 8, and 9 and where 9 ends, but there is this component of of interest where um Shem is going to be the last son that's mentioned even though he's the older brother usually in the genealogies mm -hmm. the older brother is first and then it goes all the way down to the youngest and so uh we see here that um Shem is going to be not only is he mentioned last in chapter nine as receiving this blessing and inheritance but he is going to be the focus of where the seed comes down in yes. chapter 11. Mm -hmm. And you know how we were talking about in the past, um, in some of the previous episodes, we were talking about these two lines. Um, well, we're even going to see that theme repeated in the genealogies. And so, yeah, I'm just like, you. there's always an elect line, if you will. And Shem is that. But even in Shem's descendants, you will see a division into an elect line as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just, That's I mean, it's, right. it's a lot, a lot of, um, you know, consistent things that we see. And we're like, OK, God is these are the means through which God is pointing to yeah. his story and how it advances, because you see how it's repeated even through all these generations and these different narratives. Right. And yeah. so yeah. Um, we're, what's really going on in the text is this description of the nations. Um 
that at Moses' recounting, the people of Israel would have been familiar with most of them, right? They've either mm-hmm. encountered them or they're going to encounter them as they enter the promised land. Yes. It's sort of like, right, you were talking about the Ancestry.com, the right. 23andMe of ancient times. Right, It's right. the story of this global dispersion throughout, through this act of God's divine judgment. Yep, um, yep. And so, yeah, and I think we'll even talk about later about how this particular act of judgment was not... Um, it wasn't necessarily like uh, the 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 curse was not in the dispersion. The dispersion was a part of his plan, mm-hmm. um, but in the confusion of language, like it's yeah, it's just there's well, a lot yeah. of stuff there that I, I I can't wait to like yeah, unpack um, because yeah, it's been um, it's been misunderstood in the past, <laughs> yeah. and for me, just for it to bring it into a lens of clarity, I'm yeah. like. Oh wow! Yeah. No, I see exactly why God did this and what the yeah, yeah, yeah. what the true heart, behind, his heart behind it is. Yeah, and to know that like chapter eleven does not stand alone; it stands in the mm. context of the whole narrative. And so, as we move forward through these chapters, I I want us that's just sort of like a precursor to think about what's happening in Genesis one. What was God's desire in mm-hmm. Genesis one? Mm-hmm. What was happening in Genesis two? What mm-hmm. was happening in Genesis three? Where where do people? Where do things fall off the tracks and the rails? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I think those are hints for us to be able to see what is happening facts. in chapter eleven because God does not change; big, big, big He facts. remains the same. So, so we know that this is happening um, five generations. Uh, after Noah, the Tower of Babel happened. Then there's the 10 generations between Shem and Abram. um, And these are the names at the end of chapter 11. And then we also know where it's taking place. It's taking place all across the face of the earth. People are being dispersed. Is it dispersion? There's a dispersion dispersion. happening. Dispersed, dispersed. Dispersed. Dispersed and dispersion. Yes, come through. Okay. (laughs) So those are taking place. And really what's happening is it's a migration. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. are migrating. And so uh, we see that happening all across the earth. And then, of course, why is this taking place? Moses is writing this to Israel. And Israel, at the end of Deuteronomy, is coming out of wandering 40 years and going into the promised land that was proclaimed by God through Moses. So when going into the land that they have been promised, Uh, Though God has given them this land, they have to go in and possess it. And when they possess the land, he wants them to know that they are not there to worship and to follow other gods, but that they are a people set apart and chosen by him to reveal to others who the one true God, Yahweh, is to the nations. And And yeah, that doubles down in this. It doubles down. That's exactly what I was thinking. In these two passages, because like... The whole point of this story is to show you know, the origin of the nations as a reminder to the people of Israel uh, that that yeah. God is to be revealed to all the nations. Yes. Even the ones that are dispossessed. Yes, dispossessed. As they possess the land. Yes. What yes. does that... Mm. And even Ooh. when you were talking about, um, even as we talk about knowing that Moses is writing this, mm-hmm. Moses is also giving, helping us to see that God already knew, just as you said, right. that it was going to happen mm-hmm. and how these nations mm-hmm. are going to 
to be at mm-hmm. places of contention, why they're at contention with mm-hmm. one another, mm-hmm. and also why mm-hmm. um, he is calling Israel to go in and possess the yeah. land. Yeah. And so uh, we're going to see that right in there. Key verses. Let's talk about these. Uh, Genesis 10, 32. 1032. Okay, so I'm going to read our key verse 1032. These are the clans of Noah's sons, according to their family records, in their nations. The nations on earth spread out from these after the flood. Right, right, right. And from the, Noah came all the nations of the earth. All okay. the nations, that's, all the that's, nations. That's the big takeaway. All the nations. 11.4 says, and they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. Let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered throughout the earth. And listen, I um, when I was reading this again this morning, mm-hmm. I was like, mm, this language of let us sounds very familiar. Yeah. And they have co-opted oh, yeah. the language of God. Oh, yeah. Come on, oh, we're yeah. we going to dig into this. But man's ambition is mm-hmm. in opposition to God, clearly, in right. 11 and 4. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll dig into a, that. Yeah, a total uh, contortion. Oh, yes. Um, a distortion, if you will, of this unity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The unification of the triune God. They're trying to almost imitate it in a way that was not designed for them. Ooh. Come on, Jen Wilkin. We talking about uh, none like him. None like y'all him, read that book. Yes. Listen, there are ways that God uh, has given us characteristics to reflect that come yes. from Him, and there are ways that in His image, in His image, Jim Wilkin, and there are ways <laughs> that God has characteristics that belong to Him alone. That's facts. Anyway. 11, 6 through 7, sis. (laughs) Drop them bars. 11, 6 through 7. uh, Starting with 6, it says, The Lord said if they had begun to do this as one people, all having the same language, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So from there, the Lord scattered them throughout the earth and they stopped building the city. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that the Lord is like, come on, y'all, let's go on down here. Let, let's go on down. Let's go on down. Yes. Come on. So, okay. So, uh, again, when we're talking about a narrative, we're talking about repeated words that give us these flags of telling us what the story is about. Mm-hmm. And so we have repeated words throughout these two passages that um, have a lot to do with with uh, family, right? Family, sons, mm-hmm. daughters, descendants, people, clans. Yeah. Um, and then uh, repeated words that have to do with the earth, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nations, earth, um, lands as well. And then words that have to do with the nations. We're mm-hmm. talking about people, mm-hmm. languages, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. lived, fathered, died. Oh, and then, of course, as you mentioned, the come, let us, mm-hmm. which is which is mimicked by man. Yes, yes, But yes. is initiated by God. Yes, yes. And when we get to, I mean, when we talk about like keywords and definitions, I think that uh, we didn't necessarily have any of those. I think a lot of it was defined just from the repeated words yeah. because mm-hmm. the the whole idea is around the family yeah. and the family being dispersed as yeah. nations. Yeah. So that being said, let's talk about um, attributes of God. Leah, what are some of these attributes that we see right. in 10 yeah. and 11? I mean, I already mentioned God is sovereign. This is our main takeaway is his sovereignty 
And he's the creator of all mankind. Every mm-hmm. person, as we see reflected in the multiple ethnicities mm-hmm. and nationalities around us, he is the creator of us all. And then we also see that uh, the characteristic characteristic of God that he is our triune God. When he says, come let us, he's speaking in the communal existence of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And not just in the communal existence, but the complete existence of God. Mm -hmm. He is self-existent. That triuneness is the complete fullness of who God is. And so to to try to co-opt his language, knowing that you are not the complete... Yes. You are not the like co-op. Oop. Yes. Yes. Not yeah. Yeah. You are not, yeah. There's no there's no completion that we have that could even come close to the completion that God exhibits in his in the triune nature. Yes. Um, And so then we also see that God is omnipotent. All power belongs to him. He has the capacity to come down and disperse. Mm -hmm. Um, He has the capacity to to do with people and the earth Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. the nations Mm -hmm. what he Mm -hmm. wills. Uh, God is omniscient. He Mm -hmm. knows all these things. Mm -hmm. And God is just and God is holy. And so as we talked about in episodes past, God's holiness and his justice go hand in hand Mm -hmm. because he he is holy, because he is perfectly holy. There is no instance in which he will not deal justly mm-hmm. with perfect justice mm-hmm. uh, with the sin that is that is uh, revealed in the hearts of man. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at with um, God's characteristics. And so now um, let's just let's look at these themes. I mean, looking at the past, looking what Christ has done, we find these connection points throughout mm-hmm. the threads of Scripture. So that in the even in the the story and the demonstration of Jesus Christ who has come, we see the threads echoed here. Yeah. In these two chapters, mm-hmm. uh, and we see what Moses is really trying to make sure that the people of Israel hear and understand uh, by the way of ten and eleven. So yeah, let's let's kick it off. What yeah. do we see as yeah. we go through this passage? Yes, yeah, we said before we see that twenty three, sort of like that twenty three and me or or Ancestry.com that kicks off in chapter 10 with the family records of Noah and his sons. And we remember why genealogies matter. And so we see that God is so sovereign. Right at 10, we'll see these words at 10.1. These are the family records of Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And then they also had sons after the flood. So it's giving us a clue into what we are focusing on in chapter 10 and what this is about. And then at the end of chapter 10, it's going to say the same thing, the the word family records. These are the clans of Noah's sons, according to their family records in their nations and the nations on the earth spread out from these after the flood. So can I just drop a nugget here? Yes. Like that when it's, when there's a repetition at the beginning of the end of a passage, Mm -hmm. guess what I learned this week? What did you? That's called an inclusio. Oh, come on, theologian. Let's get fancy theology real quick. Okay, so that's fancy. called an inclusio. So when mm-hmm. there's a beginning and an end phrase that match, okay. then that means that everything in the middle is like the nuggety goodness that mm-hmm. actually points to this. It's it's an inclusive, this is a package deal. Mm-hmm. The beginning and the end, that's an inclusio. Oh, 
You I learn say, something new every day. Every day. So find another passage or just go to church on Sunday and tell your <laughs> pastor about the inclusio that happens in chapter 10. Go find an inclusio in scripture somewhere. <laughs> It's fun. It's fun. Okay. So knowing that that God is sovereign over all the nations and all the tribes, his plan for redemption is also reflected here before Israel is ever even singled out. Mm -hmm. And so we see that it's like Israel needed to see the connectedness of all the nations, including themselves, in order for the calling on Abraham's yeah. life to truly make sense. So we see... Mm-hmm. And, and in order for the, the, you know, as they go into, as we were talking about, Moses is speaking to the people on the edge of possessing the land. Mm-hmm. As we just said, like, this is the picture of how all the nations, one, right. were blessed, right? right. Because right. as we talked about in the last episode, God blessed Noah and his sons. Facts. So if all the nations came from Noah and his sons, then all the nations are blessed, even before right. their rebellion and right. their waywardness as they go and spread out and begin to worship other gods. Et yes, et cetera, et cetera. yes. And this is just a nugget if you want to continue through Genesis, which, it, I mean, what Leah is saying is so on par, and you will read right after chapter 11 mm-hmm. that that blessing is now made known to Abram and in Genesis 12, right off the bit in chapters one, I mean, in verses one through three, Mm -hmm. that blessing is made known directly Mm -hmm. to Abram right off the top. And Mm -hmm. so Leah, you're so on par Mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. And then looking at Genesis 10 again, we're going to see that there's this reminder that God desired diversity from the beginning, y'all. Okay. Mm -hmm. These conversations about diversity, that is not, Mm -hmm. uh, it is not apart from God. No, he desired it from the beginning. And so we can go back to the creation narrative and see that diversity was part of God's good design before sin even came into the world. Before sin. Mm -hmm. Yes, with male and female. That's diversity. Yes. Okay, come on now. Don't let nobody just tell you that it totally, Mm -hmm. it's solely is connected to ethnos or Mm -hmm. cultural descent. That is another form of diversity. Come on. Okay, but anyway, Back to the, back to what we're saying. This is why we can't get nothing done. Just start preaching it's on that, the mic. On the mic. But just knowing that God's heart from the beginning was diversity. So we can go yes. back to the creation narrative and see that diversity was part of God's good design before sin came into the world. Mm-hmm. We also see that God delighted in making a multicolored, multi-ethnic mm-hmm. family for himself. Mm-hmm. Oneness in family, but mm-hmm. not sameness in mm-hmm. ethnos. Mm-hmm. Oneness in family, but not sameness in ethnos. Mm-hmm. And oneness is not sameness. Come on in here today. Mm -hmm. Oneness is not sameness. Mm -hmm. And the reiteration of the words in chapter 10, Mm -hmm. verses 5, verse 20, verse 31 is repeated. According to their clans, in their nations, each with its own language. Mm -hmm. Say it one more time. According to their clans, in their nations, each with its own language. As the all of them that came from Noah. That's what I'm saying. And there's this still, there's still this uniqueness, this diversity, even in the oneness of their common ancestor yes. Noah. Come 
on. Come on. Come on. And so God is making this very clear for us Mm -hmm. that he desired diversity from the beginning. Yeah. And so that's why what even what you were saying in this inclusio, Mm -hmm. the clusters are right there in 5 and 20 and 34. One, the meat is right there. And so in Genesis 10, it is so necessary before we hear about what goes down in Babel that we know that God's heart for this from the beginning was oneness Mm -hmm. and not sameness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is. It's so important for us to get this, uh, what the, you know, the title is called the Table of Nations. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what this passage is commonly called. And so it's just, it's crucial for us to see this Table of Nations, this oneness um, in the diversity before we go into what happens in the Tower of Babel because uh, God is representing the nations first and foremost as united by origin and blessed by origin. Remember, yes. y'all, that Noah and his sons were blessed by God. They were blessed by God. God blessed Noah and his sons. And so the nations multiplying into ethnicities under God's blessing is exactly that. It's a blessing, not a curse. And so in the midst of getting this narrative, right, we get this package together and then we go back and say, oh, let's look at uh, in Genesis 11. This is something that pops off mm-hmm. in the middle mm-hmm. of these generations mm-hmm. multiplying. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a story popped down in the middle, mm-hmm. but not, uh, not definitive in uh, giving us a theology around diversity, ethnicity, multiplication. Yes. It's not the theology around that. The theology yeah. around that is Genesis 10. Come on. Boom. Boom. Genesis 11 is mm. a theology of God's sovereignty, okay? Yeah, of God's sovereignty, of God's sovereignty. And I know that some of you, some of our listeners may be listening and saying, okay, well, I mean, like, y'all are skipping this whole section around these sons. And, and I want to say this because... Some of the sons have a bit more detail than others, right? right? Japheth, we understand the sons and the nations. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Ham and his sons and the nations. That is a bit more robust. I'm sure that you saw that. You're like, wait a minute, what is happening? And the fact that there is this uniqueness of um, uh, naming of descendants mm-hmm. and then going into nation national names. Right. And so that's also giving us a clue. Yeah. What is what is clear in plain sight is that mm-hmm. these sons are, uh, they are what is the, the line of nations. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to focus ourselves on. Yeah. It's a understanding of who these individuals are and how the nations come mm-hmm. from these individuals. Yep. And so I know that as we go on into Genesis 11, we're going to really flush this out around Nimrod mm-hmm. and around all of these beautiful things. And I, this is what I want to say too, because I know yeah. that our time is tight. Okay. Which is, man, if you get a chance to just, I know, I know our time is tight. I know. Uh, okay. You like sheep. So you get, you on a no, tangent right I'm now. looking at me like, what? Where did we go completely off the rails? Uh, no, we haven't gone off the rails, but this is what I will we say. Haven't. We just After, got a lot to say. We got a lot to say. But Genesis 10 though, mm-hmm. if you get a chance, go back through these sons and each one of these descendants mm-hmm. and see where they're landing. I found it 
fascinating mm-hmm. to say, oh, snap, these cats are in the northern part of Africa. Yep. These pet cats are in Mesopotamia. Yeah. Oh, these cats are on the islands. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful mm-hmm. to see the dispersion take place in yeah. Genesis 10. So yeah. that was like a nerd out for me a little bit. Girl, and so I just want to say like, you know, just do that because it's building a more robustness when your kids come home talking about like, mm-hmm. how were all of these countries made yeah. and created? Yeah. It's it's in Genesis right, 10. Right, And <laughs> I'm like, and when we go to Acts. Oh my goodness, girl and stop. Paul begins to go and bring the gospel to these places. Come through, homie. Come through. So we just, I mean, I mean it's going to be full circle. Okay, Don't full circle. Full circle okay. for everybody coming to the conference in and 2022. And so God is still sovereign yeah. over all these nations as they spread abroad. And you're right. As we go into these descendants, yes. um, we see some that are highlighted. The descendants of Nimrod were some of Israel's worst aggressors. Yes. And so in this account of this genealogy, they're highlighted because Israel would have recognized them as Babylon and Assyria. And so it was it was like a comfort to them that God even oversees the ones he used to lay his heavy hand of judgment mm. on the elect people. Mm. And then there's two breaks in the genealogy's rhythm, which is right. eight and nine, and then 25. And then um, again, like we talked about in eight and nine, which is with Nimrod, it highlights the strength of this nation that will be a tool of judgment in God's hand later on. Yeah. And then the second break is a chance for us to see this continued narrative of... Dun, dun, dun. The two lines, y'all. <laughs> this righteous and unrighteous line with Peleg and Joke Town. It never ends. The, uh, the righteous That's and what I'm saying. It comes back. The two brothers are where this line splits. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we're not given specificity around. Here you go which... with the specificity. Here you go. Okay. Go ahead. Specificity. Having too much fun because this is the last one of Genesis. So we're, we're just going to round it out here. <laughs> Um, but what we do know is that Peleg is the line from which Abraham comes. Yep. And Joktan's line comes to a screeching halt. He was not through which the seed would be would be brought. And mm-hmm. so we get mm-hmm. that much. Um, and we can sort of say, okay, these are some of when the when the genealogy, the rhythm stops, there's usually something for us to dig into there. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we see. And so now as we go to the Tower of Babel, Talk about we it. see this moment of God's judgment and his sovereignty. Babel and the judgment served through it provides this backdrop to God's call on Abraham, which is about to be what we see next, to be a light to all nations and to provide a way of salvation to them. And so basically God is saying, I'm always going to show how I'm going to provide for you and provide a way back to myself, even from jump, right? Mm -hmm. Just as it was in Genesis 3, so we see in Genesis 11, we saw that Genesis 3, even as the the, uh, judgment came for sin, God God gives a hint of the sea that is to come um, and the salvation that is to come. And so it is here in Genesis 11 that yes, I will judge the earth, but I have a line that is preserved that through it, the seed will come. And so judgment and provision go hand in hand, say what say God it one more is time. so merciful. Ooh. We got to know that. Say that say judgment it and provision. They go hand in hand because God is merciful. God is merciful.
Ladies, we're kicking off this season studying Genesis 1 through 11 and wanted to tell you about a great resource that you can use along with the podcast. Y'all, we are dropping a study guide just for you called In the Beginning. It's a great companion as you journey through the book of Genesis chapters 1 through 11 with us. You can access this free online download on our website, theurbanchristianwoman.com under resources. And sharing is caring. Use this guide and tell a friend or get a group of ladies in your local church and go through Genesis 1 through 11 with them too. We'd love to get this resource as well in the hands of more urban women. Ladies, please support us by leaving an iTunes review, hitting those stars, and tag us. Just tag us on your social media as you're growing in God's word with us and even using the resource. And let us know how it's blessing you. You can find us online at theurbanchristianwoman.com, on social media at theurbanchristianwoman. Even drop us a line, a DM, an email. Anything, girl. Anything. Uh, uh, a dove? Yeah. Or, <laughs> or if you're on Facebook, you can also leave us a message there as well. Just let us know how the ministry as well as the resource is blessing you. Talking about this, that God is a merciful God. Yeah. You know, let's talk about how this is sort of set up in Genesis yeah. 11. Yeah. And you started nerding out a little bit again as you were working Ooh-wee. through Genesis 11. Ooh-wee. Talk to us about what a chiasm is or chiastic. Okay, sisters. Okay. <laughs> Talk about a chiasm. There's two things I learned this week as I was in Genesis. And the first is the inclusio, and I already dropped that on y'all. Mm-hmm. The second is this chiasm, which is a pattern where mm-hmm. it basically is like the the beginning and the end match, mm-hmm. the middles match, and then there's this center, center. right? It's like so a, it's like mm, it's like you start at A, you go in to Z, then you start back at Z and you go back out to A. Mm-hmm. And there's this pattern in how the account is given to show us like basically like let's go towards the center and wherever mm-hmm. we find the center mm-hmm. is the is the nugget. It's the, the good ooey goodness. If you ever had um, I'm trying to think, a caramello chocolate yes. bar, okay? Mm-hmm. You bite into it, and then you get to the gooey center, which is gooey all center. the caramel, okay? This is what a chiasm mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. And so it happens in verses one through nine, mm-hmm. and Leah, take us through each verse piece by piece, yeah. tell us where the center is, yes. and then walk us back down. It's almost like a staircase okay, that goes you. up and it comes goes back up and down. Comes back down. That's exactly yes. what it is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Get your Bibles, Get ladies, your Bibles. And hold on tight. <laughs> so in verse 1 of Genesis 11, we have the whole earth have the same language and vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And when we flash down to verse 9, we're going to see that that's repeated. The whole earth and the language Uh, But this time, it's what the Lord confused, right? So there's a match between the beginning and the end, and now we're going to go through the middle. So at the beginning in verse 1, all the people had the same language, Mm -hmm. right? In verse 2, it talks about how they found a land in the valley, and they settled there. Verse 3 is where they say to each other, Mm -hmm. come, let us make oven-fired bricks. Mm -hmm. Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower. So we see then in in the next one, a city and a tower, right? That's that's one of the last stairways, right? Yep, that's the last stairway. Mm-hmm. And they do this, and then you know they're like, "We're gonna do this, lest we be scattered mm-hmm. throughout the whole earth." Yes, ma'am. 
Um, and then the center, the ooey gooey center that mm-hmm. you were talking about, Tashiba. Number five, come it on. Is verse five. Then the Lord came down to look word. over the city and the tower that the humans were building. Mm-hmm. The Lord came down. The Lord came That's the down. gooey center. Mm-hmm. Because from there, the whole thing shifts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we begin to come down the stairs again from having gone up where he looks over the city and the tower. So now we're going back to talking about the city and the tower. And then he says, come, let us go down there and confuse their language. Mm-hmm. Come, let us confuse where they said, come, let us together mm-hmm. um, build. Mm-hmm. And so there's this opposite of build and confuse. Mm-hmm. And then he says, so that they will not understand one another's speech. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where they said to each other. Right. Where in verse saying. three, they said to each other, they all understood each other. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, the Lord in verse eight, the Lord scattered them mm-hmm. from there. The Lord scattered them. Them throughout the earth and they stopped building the city and then the lastly uh therefore it's called babylon for there the lord confused the whole language of the earth and he scattered them throughout the earth that's it so boom so you go from the from having one language mm-hmm. the whole earth having one language to now all the languages mm-hmm. are confused and right at the center mm-hmm. is the lord comes down yeah and yeah. from there everything changes yeah. yeah and so the lord came down mm-hmm. and i think this goes back to your point of judgment and provision go hand in hand yep. because god is a merciful yeah. god yeah. and so we see just as much as god is judging uh judging them for what they have chosen to do mm-hmm. to try to be God. Mm-hmm. Just as what we've seen in the previous chapters, mm-hmm. God comes down right. and he says, okay, yeah. um, not only am I going to judge it, but I am also going to provide. Well, I, and why does he have to judge? Because they're in direct opposition of the mandate when they say, come on, lest we be scattered throughout the earth. Yes. What was the, what was the cultural mandate in Genesis 1, 26, 27, and be fruitful and multiply and fill Fill the the earth earth. and subdue it. Mm -hmm. And so there's no feeling Mm -hmm. when you stay stagnant Mm -hmm. and you lock yourself into one area, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... um, It's almost like they were operating in fear of the very thing that God called them to do. Right, right. And so they were like, we can't can't do that. Let's try to do this other thing. And that is in opposition of God. Any time that our will opposes God, that's sin. And so he comes to judge the sin. And in in confusing their language, he actually advances his plan, his original plan. Facts. To have uh, the the whole earth filled, right? Yes. yes. And the, this fruitfulness and this multiplication. He's like, this was my plan, and so I'm going to do some things yes. to make sure that that plan still moves forward. And when you guys have a have a chance, this this tower that they were building, this mm-hmm. tower is known as a ziggurat. Mm-hmm. And a ziggurat, when they're saying, "Come, let us build a tower into the heavens," the ziggurats were actually known as these towers that were built to be divine uh, deist for worship. Mm -hmm. And so what they are seeking to do as they are building into the heavens Mm -hmm. in using this, uh, that all that let us build language is Mm -hmm. they are seeking 
to be their own gods. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it through the building of the tower Mm -hmm. and trying to make it go into the heavens for them to be the authors of their lives. Yeah, which is so unique. I mean, I think we keep going back to this idea of these boundary lines, right? They Mm want to build it into the heavens Mm -hmm. and uh, and essentially transgress the boundary lines that God set in place between heaven Mm -hmm. and earth. I mean, we've been saying this almost in every episode. The boundary (laughs) lines have fallen in pleasant places. places. And yet this tower is a blatant attempt to transgress those boundary lines. If you look at Genesis 1, 6, and 8, Mm -hmm. God makes the sky and Mm -hmm. he separates it from the heavens. Mm -hmm. And so this this tower is a buck against that boundary line. Mm -hmm. And the tower is also a buck against this cultural mandate, like we said, to Mm -hmm. multiply and fill the earth. Mm -hmm. And so there's these boundaries and these commands that the tower is in opposition to. Come on. And so for that reason, God has to come and judge Mm -hmm. and then provide Mm -hmm. uh, for his purposes and his plan in the midst of that. Yes. So knowing that, what are some of the implications um, spiritually, mm. um, personally, and social, culturally? Mm. Um, one of the, the things that we see is that we are still one common family under God. No matter how diverse humanity gets, mm-hmm. we have a common origin, and that origin was God's design. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if that ain't a whole word right, right now in this present moment that mm-hmm. we are in, because it's real, especially yeah. knowing that we have now been reconciled to Christ. Right. Christ has, because of the work that he did on the cross, we have now been reconciled to him mm-hmm. and to one another. Mm-hmm. And so this one family under God, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It is not a national thing, one yeah. nation under God. No, it is not, okay? I'm just going to tell you the truth and help set somebody free on this here podcast. It is one family yeah. Mm-hmm. under God and mm-hmm. that family is diverse and it is robust mm-hmm. and it is throughout all nations mm-hmm. come on now mm-hmm. and so we have a common origin and that origin is God's design yeah Leah talk to us about another spiritual implication we I mean when we talk about their their this attempt to build this tower in mm-hmm. opposition to God's plans. Yes. We see we come face to face with this spiritual reality that our ambition, mm-hmm. especially when it's op- in opposition to God's plan, are doomed to fail from the jump, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Unless the Lord builds a house like the psalm says, mm-hmm. those who build it labor in vain, yeah. okay? This was not God's intention this tower, mm-hmm. and so the building of it was essentially in vain. Mm-hmm. Where Where in our lives, sisters, is our ambition in opposition to God, in opposition to his plans? And and, I mean, if we take a very good look at those spaces, like let's release it, let's surrender it because it Mm. is doomed to fail. Mm. It's doomed to fail. Mm. And I just as God- Through your kids. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I gotta have these perfect Patty, Mm. Bobby, Tony, Ricky, Mikey, and Dave uh, kids. I don't know. I'm just making up names. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or your ambition in your career. Your ambition. Like, let in your me co- make a name for myself. Success in my career. Yes. The success drive is a real whole situation yes. um, in yeah. our culture, and especially um, in the space of like this whole driven with so- mm-hmm. this drive towards social media, the influencer, and being successful 
at having 40 different jobs um, just to make your name. 40 different like, nonprofits. Oh, oh, honey, come now, come now. Enterprises. Come, enterprises. Lord, have mercy. Yes, yes, yes. So so these are some, some spiritual implications that the Lord is the one who builds the house. And if we're seeking to build things on um, our own successes, our own ambitions, mm-hmm. it's going to be in vain. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about some implications personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that for us personally, like we can really focus in on the fact that like this this diversity, this ethnic diversity that mm. is exhibited in Noah's family, yeah. in our family, okay, mm-hmm. in our spiritual practical origin mm-hmm. is is has real personal implications for us today. And so when we look, like do my feeds, my bookshelves, uh, what I intake daily streaming channels reflect the multi-ethnic design for God and his family, mm-hmm. okay? Or have I found myself, have I found myself, have we found ourselves in these echo chambers of voices of people that look like me, they talk like me, they live like me. Oh, come now. And so I actually was listening to a podcast the other day who was exhorting her her uh, listeners to do this consumer audit, right? And I love that idea love of just evaluating the voices that we read and hear every day and do they reflect the multi-ethnic design for God's family? Oh my goodness. And if they don't, what is that telling you about what, what do, you believe? What does that tell you about what you mm-hmm. believe? Mm-hmm. Your bookshelves, your feeds. Mm-hmm. And listen, we know, we know mm-hmm. that there has been, um, uh, to a degree, a level of, you know, just uh, single origin focus mm-hmm. of people groups, specifically mm-hmm in the areas of Christian Mm -hmm. publishing, Christian Mm. streaming, Christian Mm. uh, preachers and teachers and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And some of them are profitable Mm -hmm. and some of them are not. Mm -hmm. And so diversify 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 yes 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 because it allows you to be able to actually connect as christ wants us Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. in the full embodiment of saying like i embrace you Mm -hmm. that's one of our values Mm -hmm. at the urban christian woman right Mm -hmm. is is to be real to say listen i embrace you Mm -hmm. as my african-american sister as my uh latin ex sister as my Mm -hmm. uh asian sister as uh, mm-hmm. my uh, uh, Hispanic sister, mm-hmm. as my Mexican, yeah, so on, so mm-hmm. on, so on, my biracial sister, mm-hmm. okay, come on, mm-hmm. my transracial mm-hmm. adoptive sister. Mm-hmm. When you're able to look and, and say, I embrace you in, in who God has, mm-hmm. has allowed you and formed your narrative to be, yeah. it allows us to reflect truly the tri- triuneness and the beauty mm-hmm. of what God is saying of this one family yeah. under him. Yeah. And so, mm, mm, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. So that's so that's just a call and an exhortation that we can do these audits of what we consume Ooh. and look as does it really reflect God's design for His family? That's a, so, that's good. That's yeah. a good. That's a good challenge. That's so, so practical. That's yeah. so practical, yeah. Leah. Such we, a good one. We're gonna talk about some other practical things. Bring us on into these social implications, Tashiva. <laughs> yeah, there are no grounds. <laughs> I don't want to get too excited. Buckle yourselves. There are no grounds for race-based inferiority and superiority. Mm-mm-mm. And girl, this is no so, grounds. No grounds for inferiority or superiority. And that comes from an evil 
place Mm -hmm. that reflects Satan's schemes and it's not God's Mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. So for those of us who have leaned into these narratives around Noah's Mm -hmm. sons Mm -hmm. and the nations, Mm -hmm. come on, Mm -hmm. unlearn Mm -hmm. bad bad teaching. Mm -hmm. I ain't even calling it theology. Mm -hmm. Bad teaching. Bad teaching, bad preaching. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's also not just say race-based inferiority and superiority, but let's also talk about gender-based inferiority (laughs) inferiority and superiority. And that comes from an evil place that reflects Satan's schemes and not God's plan Mm -hmm. because we see what God did in Mm -hmm. Genesis 1. And so that's all I'm gonna say on that. Mm-hmm. That's all you gonna say? <laughs> uh, you got you got a little bit because if I go any further, I I, that's, I invite you. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm so I, it's just real. Yeah. It's real, and you know, I was actually listening to um, uh, watching something recently around this, and it just had it, it sort of put a, a little poke in the mm-hmm. in my in my bone mm-hmm. of uh just righteous indignation and this swing of pendulum mm-hmm. of the the idea to make ourselves god mm-hmm. and build our own own towers mm-hmm. like this pendulum can swing on both sides yeah. you can go from feeling inferior to the embracing of your ethnos yeah. and the beauty of your culture yeah. and your uh, uh, ethnic inheritance and the beauty of that and it can take you to some places of superiority yeah. where you can try to make yourself like God right okay come on now and so it's all from an evil place well, yeah, that reflects Satan's schemes if we know that the, that God's design is a unification of multi-ethnos then either one whether from a place of inferiority or superiority to become exclusive mm-hmm. is not God's design it's not whether you black whether you white whatever to become Become exclusive and to buy into a, a an idea of superiority is not God's design. And can I just say this? Like you were talking about um, checking the books on our shelves, all of that. I feel like this goes in tandem mm-hmm. with this sort of no grounds for race-based mm-hmm. inferiority and superiority. Mm-hmm. But I would say we also need to check our language. How are we articulating mm-hmm. the things that we're saying that is that is fueling race-based inferiority mm-hmm. and superiority? And I'm not saying this just, just to be saying it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it as a point of conviction for myself mm-hmm. um, because I can go too far yeah. um, at times around how I say things. And so um, I think that that is just mm-hmm. also being cautious of our yeah. words yeah. and being able to... Um, understand that boundary lines have fallen for us in pleasant places, mm-hmm. even in our words. Mm-hmm. And the fact mm-hmm. that when we see that the spirit of Babel is why th- this concept of whiteness or um, all of these things can become wicked, Multiple ethnicities joined together for the sake of establishing and maintaining socio-political power instead of celebrating ethnic diversity and filling the earth. This this is the the very this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say because I was talking about my own my own words and my own language. Yeah, I'm like, you gotta make it real plain. Yeah. I, I feel I, like there's something really good for you to unpack there. Yes, it is. It is. It's the component that um it's the Tower of Babel. Mm. 
and where all of Mm. the chaos happens is when we're trying to pursue this sameness Mm. instead of saying, hey, the way that the languages are supposed to go forth, just like in Genesis 10, Mm -hmm. he says there, there, I want to be able to to say this clearly in Genesis 10 um, and 11. He says their family records, according to their clan, their language, Mm -hmm. their lands and their nations. Mm -hmm. There is something beautiful about what God is trying to make known when he is saying this through these three sons. Mm -hmm. And if we are trying to go into sameness for me to articulate, this is why he does the chiastic. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is why even our language, we need to be aware of that. I'm saying that for myself, mm-hmm. my words, because when you are leaning into your words, you are building towers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit there right there. Ooh, I want one more hour so you can continue to unpack all of that. There's a lot there's a lot there that I do not have time for yeah. to unpack but I'm telling you right now like these the, the language there 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 is an interwovenness mm-hmm. around language mm-hmm. and how we can go into inferiority and superiority mm-hmm. and this whole thing with with the tower of babel mm-hmm. and its implications and how it plays out and God's responses to these things but I will say this if you are on the the side of being uh pro-white and whiteness Mm -hmm. and it's all about whiteness it's wicked Mm -hmm. and if you on the side of Mm pro-blackness because there is there is an extreme drive towards that i'm not saying value of beauty and goodness towards these things i'm talking about going hard after it of exclusivity Mm -hmm. i'm telling you that god has judgment Mm -hmm. For those things, because it is not his heart. Mm -hmm. He wants oneness, not sameness. Mm -hmm. And so our multi-ethnos is beautiful. Which, like, real talk, you're saying, because I'm like, I want you to make it really plain for our listeners. You're saying that for us as women of color, like, we can fall into that temptation to go to uh, exclusivity in your pro-blackness. Yes, yes. You I feel that. I feel I feel that. If if you I understand and know my narrative mm-hmm. and 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 the the story, I now my experiences mm-hmm. were beautiful and good. I went to a HBCU. Mm-hmm. I value that. I think it has rooted me in a in a beauty and a goodness and a confidence. Mm-hmm. And so when I what I'm saying is is that when I am in spaces mm-hmm. that um I see um this the, the the subtleties of uh, lack of dignity for individuals mm-hmm. and inferiority um, that is being narrated mm-hmm. even in language, my response mm-hmm. can be to go towards my superiority right. and check everybody. To swing the pendulum. To swing the pendulum. Say, forget y'all. And f- Come on now. I'm coming for me and my people and yes. everybody else. And for and to go for yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And I think that's important for our because I know we have uh white sisters and black sisters, brown sisters that listen to this podcast. I think that's important for us to remind ourselves like 
any of us. Now, now the power structures we got to talk about yeah. are, are different because white power structure in America is not the same as black power structure. God ain't glorified in it. That's but that's why I said. Yeah. The, the the bottom line. One family under God, not one nation. Right. Okay. And wh- whose nation was it? Mm-hmm. And how was it co-opted and hijacked? Come on now. Right. Don't get me going. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go back. The bottom line is that any in any way or space where we 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 begin to come into this uh, racial or ethnic silo and build it up for ourselves, for yes. our own name, yes. it's not glorifying to God. His desire was for a His multi-ethnic family. And anytime that we buck against that, we're coming against God's good design and we find ourselves in patterns of sin, even if it looks like empowerment. Mm-hmm. Even if it looks like, you know you know what I'm saying? Uh, Pass an offering plate in here today. In the, even if it looks like, you know, hashtag Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. That Those things are good. God, like you're saying, there is dignity in, in our Black brothers and sisters as image bearers. There's dignity in our brown brothers and yes. sisters as image bearers. Yes. But there are times where our brothers and sisters say, look, I got me, I got us, forget all of y'all. For real. And that comes out of a place of hurt and harm, but, e- but either way... It's not. It's not reflective of God's good design. For yes, us. and 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 this is why Genesis is so important. Yes. Understanding the story of God in the world, because when my flesh is tempted to go back, go to that, mm-hmm. go to the superiority mm-hmm. as a black African American woman, mm-hmm. I go back to what is God's design for diversity mm-hmm. through the cultural mandate yeah. from Genesis one. Have to, to go add, back. Yes. You have to go back. Yeah. When we're talking about studying God's word, let me tell y'all right now, we're not talking about this for intellectual sake. I'm talking about this breaking into your heart, mm-hmm. your head, and your hands yes. so that your practical theology Ooh-wee. can be rooted in a true biblical theology mm-hmm. that's rooted from Genesis to Revelation. Mm-hmm. And so when we're saying that, when our human flesh wants mm-hmm. to rise up, mm-hmm. I'm saying it. When my human flesh wants to rise up Mm -hmm. in the place of superiority, I have to remind myself Mm -hmm. of Genesis 128 Mm -hmm. and then say he not only made one people Mm -hmm. for himself, male and female, but those people were going towards nations. Mm -hmm. And so I've got to not just say, oh, yes, as a as a African American Native American Creole Indigenous woman that I am, okay, okay, with a whole pot of gumbo, that he has also made my sister who is from the beautiful country of Romania, mm-hmm. my sister who is who is who is Indigenous mm-hmm. from um, the native lands, my sister who is from uh, 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 China or in. India or or Sweden or don't get me going okay or in the continent of Africa okay Ghana or Ethiopia or Eritrea okay all of it is beauty and goodness and God is seeking to display himself we are way over our time and we went on a whole tangent but it's the last it's the last chapter so let me pray for us Lord Jesus we are so so thankful for your thank you Lord. Ruth is revealed uh, in your word for your 
for your exposure of our hearts that you mm. do really go in and you test and prove from our hearts um, and you draw us into what is good and right and true. And so we lift our eyes to you and say, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank yes, you for Lord, thank the you. reflection of your multifaceted character in mm. all of the people of the earth, in thank all you, of Lord. the women, of all of the thank colors. You, You're reflected in their in them and their, in their image and their good design and a culture. Queen, all of God. these things thank are you, beautiful Lord. before you. Every language. And so we thank you, thank you for Hallelujah. Genesis. We thank you Hallelujah. for the reflections thank of, you, of your character through Glory it. And we pray name. that it would take deep yes, root in our hearts and bear fruit for yes, long-lasting multiplication and yes, for your Lord, God. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Have a blessed day, ladies. <laughs>